truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Welcome. Happy Tuesday. Feels like Monday, but it's not. It's Tuesday. I am Sarah Gonzalez. In case you haven't noticed, I am not Steve Dace. I am Sarah Gonzalez filling in for Steve Dace along with Jason Buttrell. Jason? Yep. Are you here? I am. Okay. Barely. I was going to say, I just wanted to make sure. I feel tons better though. Yeah, you had a good long weekend to recuperate. Did you not sleep like. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know how Pat does it in the mornings, but oh. I slept almost all day Saturday. <laughs> I mean, I wish that I could have slept that long uh, with a young child. That can't always happen for me, but <laughs> That's true. I did get a good catch up on my sleep. But it took me, I think, until yesterday to really start feeling 100 percent again. Mm. And then by the time I started feeling 100 percent, I was like, oh, crap, we go back to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go all over again. Uh, but we are filling in for Steve, who will be back with you tomorrow. Uh, if you want to call into the program, 888-900-3393. Or you can tweet us. I am at Sarah Gonzalez TX. And uh, remember, the a- there's no H. It's just an extra letter. You don't <laughs> need the H. Uh, and Jason is at Jason Buttrell. Um, before we get started, a couple things. Number one, we're, we did this fun thing last week where we um, we asked a, a question that everyone had to answer. Well, you don't have to. I'm not going to force you to answer it. But if you would like, it's a little fun thing that we do. Um, so today, I, <laughs> I wanted to know um, what is one article of clothing that someone could wear that would make you walk out on a date with them? So all of you married people, I'm sure a lot of you out there are married, just play for fun, for funsies, pretend that you weren't married, and uh, back in your single days, what is one article of clothing that someone could wear that would make you walk out on a date with them? Now, uh, Ron in the radio room says a moo-moo. That's, that's fair. That's fair. I could understand that. Now, my first thought when I went to answer this question to myself was, um, a fanny pack, but then I realized that that <laughs> might not count as an article of clothing. I think it does. Do it's you an, think it's an accessory? It's an accessory, I mean, but it's not an art. So I don't know. So I'm I, I, in case that answer doesn't count. My vote is for for jorts for jean shorts. I'm not a fan of the jorts. Really? Mm-mm. On men? Correct. I don't think I've ever worn jean shorts, so I don't know. No why offense a man to anyone would. out there who does who may wear jean shorts. You do you. If that is your style, yeah, if that is your style, I completely respect it. I just, it's just not for me. What about like the chubs or whatever they're called? The what? You know, those like really like tight fitting shorts and they're also kind of short, but they're like, they're like, for men? Yeah, they're they're like a cloth. They're supposedly like a lot, like the uppity uppity on the East Coast wear them a lot. They're really tight. You got to have, you got to have the the muscular legs if you're going to go tight. So it's, and you're a dude. So what if it's like a really muscular dude that's wearing jean shorts? No. Really? No. You wouldn't make the exception? No. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I would also like to point out if it's a really muscular guy wearing jean shorts, that should that would be uncomfortable, right? For sure. Because their muscles would be, you know, jean is not stretchy. Jean yeah. is not, it's denim is not, not forgiving. It's, right? it's, so, it's uncomfortable for multiple different reasons that I won't go in for. Oh. Uh, go into. Okay. But uh, no, I'm yeah, curious. just not, uh, just not doable. Huh. 
You, are you sure you don't want to elaborate there? I probably can't and I probably shouldn't. <laughs> but just trust me when I say they're uncomfortable in several different ways. So uh, <laughs> let us know what you think. And again, you can call in if you want, if you like to, you know, use those things called telephones for their original intent, which was to have a conversation speaking. 888-900-3393 or you can tweet us. Oh, can I get mine? I didn't get mine. Oh, I didn't. I mean, no one cares about yours, but sure. Go well, ahead. I have tons. I have several things that would make me walk of out. Of course you do. Of course you do. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. I want to leave it on a cliffhanger. Okay, okay. Leave it on a cliffhanger. When we, when we come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you own a home, you really need to be aware that one of the top uh, fastest growing crimes right now is home title fraud. I know. I had no idea that this was a thing that could happen. But apparently, as it turns out, um, there are databases online that cyber criminals can easily hack into the domestic and foreign cyber criminals easily hack into these home databases stored online. And if you have equity in your home, they can forge their name onto your home's title. They can use your home as collateral to um, get more loans and then they can stick you with the payments. And there's this is the craziest part to me when I heard this. There's no bank and no identity theft program that can protect you, your you know, homeowner's insurance or whatever you think that you would be protected in this case. No, you're not. There's nothing that can protect you except Home Title Lock. Um, so Home Title Lock is America's leading title and mortgage guardian for just pennies a day. Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. And if cyber thieves start trying to tamper with it, as Jason has seen on the dark web, because Jason is one of those crazy hackers who goes onto <laughs> the dark web and does uh, a lot of just mischievous things. I'm a researcher. Um, he said that that there were a bunch of home titles on sale online for like 40 bucks. Crazy. It's crazy. You need home title lock. Um, they will mobilize to help shut it down before the cyber thieves can get far. You may already be a victim and you would not know it. You would not know it unless you go to hometitlelock.com. You can get a search for free. A free title scan and report. That is a $100 value for free with sign up. That's the only way you're going to find out if you've already been compromised. Go to hometitlelock.com. That is hometitlelock.com. You've left everyone on the edge of their seats, Jason, <laughs> in anticipation of what it is. Jason has this long list. Okay, Mr. Picky over here. He's like, well, I, I have a lot of things that I don't tolerate when it comes to women wearing clothing. <laughs> well, I this, prefer that they don't be, you know, that they that they be protesting. This is right, right. <laughs> so this is interesting. So I'm, I'm just reading this tweet from Rebel Republican. He said, what one article of clothing can a woman wear that would make me walk out on a date? Depends. How much does she weigh? <laughs> so, so, um, wow. so very interesting. And it kind of, I guess, leads into that. that I said it. I might have had a similar take when I was young. Okay. Um, so, which basically is like anything would have would have gone. Like I wouldn't have cared. Like whatever. Like you, you wanted to wear. You know, as, as long as she you looked, were desperate. Well, I was, yeah. No, as long as she looked good, I, I didn't really care. As I, long I'd as she was on. willing to go out on a date with you, <laughs> right? Please <laughs> you can wear whatever. Um, but uh, nowadays, let's say I'm not married. I totally would, I, th that would irritate the heck out of me. If a woman showed up in really short shorts, really short skirt, halter top, things like that, I would walk out. Really? Oh yeah, totally. Would not. My, it, it would be pleasing to the eyes, but I'm not all about the, uh, you know, the like attention grabbing, like that type of thing. I'm just like nowadays, now that I'm 41, that would irritate the snot out of me. I want to see that. Don't get me wrong, but I want to see that in private. I don't want to see that running around out in public. So what I'm hearing from Jason is that he's the jealous type. I'm totally the jealous type. 
Totally the jealous type. But you don't also, want anyone else checking out your girl. Uh-uh. No. I've had enough of that. I've had way enough of that. Yeah, because like, your wife is hot. My wife's pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. You know what? And I've had to deal a lot with, you know, like, and your husband can can probably uh, agree with this uh, a lot because when you go out and then people will straight up disrespect you to your face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, what do you it's mean disrespect like, you to your face? I'm like, so curious. Like there's like, if you're like, if someone's staring way too long okay. and they're not even making like, I, I've, I, but when people just like, look, I'm like, ah, whatever, you know, like right. whatever. I do yeah, the same thing. Yeah, because it doesn't bother my husband at all. He actually thinks it's funny. Seriously? Like yeah. just a non like interrupted, just like stare well, session? Well, I mean, he'd probably have a problem with that. There's been stuff like that. I've had people like grab my wife's like hand, like we're at places. Whoa. Yeah. And I straight up clocked that dude straight up. Um, I've had like so, this just turned really serious. Really <laughs> so like, I just meant for this to be a fun thing. I don't. I don't. I. I don't like. I don't. I don't put up with that. Like straight disrespect in any case. You know what I mean? It's like, and I, 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 not like with violence or anything like that. Except that one time, uh, it, it, things escalated kind of quickly, like an anchorman. <laughs> but um, but no, it's like it, it, I just don't like that. Uh, I don't know. Just kind of like throwing yourself out there on display and then inviting like those types of situations. Now, what I don't appreciate is when women do that, right? They'll wear something that's just very revealing. And then the woman will act very, very offended and shocked when someone is, is checking her out. Yeah. I'm like, you wore that so you could be checked out. Don't act like you're offended now that people are actually doing what you intended when you wore the outfit. Right. I don't, I don't like that. Okay. So, so we had, we had a conversation out there a while back and this is, this is, this is what I've come to realize. Uh Tell me if this is real or not, (laughs) but also maybe on Twitter, tell me if this is real, but after almost 20 years of marriage, Uh uh-huh. It seems to me that when women will dress kind of revealingly out in public, after, oh. especially after being, I don't know, in a relationship for all or whatever, they're not trying to like get eyes from men. Right. They're trying to get eyes from other women. Right. It's like a competition not, well, thing. Yeah, thank you. I was going to say Are not you, in you're a totally lesbian agree? way. Um, it's, not something, it's not something that I do, but because I know it, the way that we spoke about it was that they, they want to compete with their friends. Right. Um, but I can totally see that. Yes. Yeah. But even, I would agree with that. But even like club situations, it's like I've heard comments from like friends yeah. uh, that have been like, uh, like, of course I'm going to wear this. Like that girl over there is like wearing that. I'm not going to let her think that she's all hot stuff like that type of stuff. I totally believe it. Women, <laughs> women so are catty. Women are women competitive. Are, so competitive. Really They're so competitive and they are so catty. I totally believe it. I just want to, I just want to look nice. Like I want to dress up to look nice for my husband so he can feel good about taking me out. Right. Like every, I think every woman wants their husband to feel proud to, you know, take their woman out. But why, but we would, we would do that anyway. Would you be proud anyway? That's why we're taking you out. Well, women are very insecure, so we want to. We just want to make sure, okay? I just need the confirmation that he's proud to take me out, okay? Uh, all right, a lot to uh, a lot to get into, um, but uh, first, really quickly, I want to talk about pain and um, how many people are in constant pain here in America. It's insane. Um, Americans spend over two thousand dollars per year to combat their pain and 66% expect to just live the rest of their life just in pain. They're just like, well, this is my life now. I'm just gonna just, I wake up and I hurt. Like and that dude that grabbed my wife's hand. I guarantee yeah. you he's still in pain. He lives in pain. <laughs> we got a solution for you, brother. 
<laughs> we do. I don't think Jason wants you to have it, but we've got one. Um, it's, it's just really depressing. Waking up in pain. You walk around all day in pain. You go to sleep in pain. It feels like there's no relief for you. Um, and it just affects every facet of your life. You're irritable. You don't want to spend time with your children or your spouse or maybe you don't want to spend time with them for a different reason. I don't know. But uh, if you are walking around in pain, you don't have to. There is relief for you. It is relief factor. It is 100% drug-free. It was created by doctors. Um, zero, I'm sorry, 70% uh, of the people who order the three-week quick start pack go on to order more. <laughs> and j no no joke, there's a, there's a typo in this copy, and it says 0%. I know that that's not true. It's 70, <laughs> so way more than zero. Um, it's four key natural ingredients that help your body's fight against inflammation. And that's really what the root cause of that problem is usually, is that it's inflammation in your body, and that's what's causing the pain. They have a three-week quick start pack for $19.95. If you go on right now, relieffactor.com, it can change your life. I've had amazing experience with it. It's helped me with my herniated and protruding discs in my back from a car accident. I know it's helped Glenn. It's helped Jason as well because he's really old and he was in the military, <laughs> so he's falling apart. It can work <laughs> for you. That. You've got to try it. It's worth the $20. Trust me. You can go to relieffactor.com again to get that three-week quick start pack for $19.95. So um, there's, a, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on at the border of, of New Mexico right now. Um, a lot to talk about there. First, I want to start with the Democratic governor in New Mexico. Um, a while back when Trump declared that there was a national emergency, uh, this governor, Governor Grisham, she said that there that Trump was doing a charade of border fear mongering. And she said she was withdrawing most of the New Mexico Na New Mexico National Guard troops that were deployed to the U.S.-Mexico border in her state. She said, I reject the federal contention that there exists an overwhelming national security crisis at the southern border. Now, it's pretty surprising, right, to hear from um, anyone in a border state because anyone in a border state who is objectively looking at everything has to know that there is, in fact, a crisis. You, and again, we've had this conversation on air. You can argue that Donald Trump should not have gone through the steps that he went through to declare a crisis. And we, we've made that argument. But to actually step back and objectively say, see what's going on at the border and say, um, no, there's nothing wrong here. There's nothing wrong. Um, that's that's pretty shocking. That's pretty shocking. Over, uh, then we're looking at over a hundred thousand uh, crosses just in that just, area. But just the hundred thousand <laughs> per month. <laughs> but just so, over, but just the hundred thousand per month, and just the and ones it just keeps increasing. Right, and that's just the ones that they're catching for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. Like who knows how many are coming across? This is absolutely a crisis. This is insane. What was this? What a was this like a month ago or a few weeks ago where there was that like uh, militia group. That was, you see that they were taking those, they were taking YouTube video or taking video yes. uploading to YouTube. Yes. Oh my gosh. Insane. There were insane. I, I mean, it looked like around a thousand people and they were just all walking up. It's like, what do you do? And there was no border patrol around there. 
None. It was just that one group that happened to see them at that at that one point in time. But apparently that's so if, if you're saying 100,000 came through last month, what about this thousand plus that are apparently coming through every other night? And and Insane. and you say there's no border patrol there. There's also even if there is military stationed on the border because we have military there, they are instructed to not do anything. All they can do is call the border patrol. Yeah. I mean, they literally are le- they are leaving their families to go be stationed at the border to pick up the phone and call border patrol. They can't do anything. Nothing. Yeah. And they sit there and they watch these people walk into our country. It's an incredible That's all they can do. An incredibly dangerous uh position to put uh the National Guard in. I don't even know if they're armed. It seems like I read a, a while back that the Trump administration did approve some uh weapons to actually be loaded mm-hmm. but I, I highly doubt that's like standard for every troop that's down there I highly doubt it most of the time when the National Guard is deployed I don't think that they're armed at all yeah they might be carrying guns but with nothing in them uh, no ammunition in them but can you imagine let's just say some of these groups Glenn exposed one of those groups uh, you know that was kind of pulling the strings at Pueblo Sinfonteras group mm-hmm. um, that are actually up in Chicago and they're Marxists uh, beginning up there. I mean, let's just say they, they, they want a spectacle. You know, they, they, they want a big media storm on this. We'll have one of these groups just start something that the National Guard can't, you know, they're going to have some kind of issue that they're, where they're going to have to respond with some kind of force. Yeah. Because it's going to happen. With numbers this large, it's going to happen. Imagine the media frenzy. You, you want to know what it'll be like? Compare it to Israel. Compare it to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. How the Absolutely. international media covers that. Like, yes. Israel killed, you know, yes. so many people. And the pictures. The pictures. Oh. Oh my gosh! Uh, when there was that huge, when the caravan went through Tijuana and it was at the border right there, they were actually caught faking a lot of those pictures. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. insane! The, the 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 photographers were framing the shot. It's insane. Oh my gosh! Um, so the the governor again of New Mexico had come out and said there is not that is Trump is just engaging in a charade of fear mongering. He just doesn't like the brown people. Oh, well, now um, she's seeking the federal government's assistance to uh, manage the impacts of the border crisis serious? from New Mexico. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she wants cash. Mm-hmm. But she still did. She what did she say anything about the National Guard? She's still keeping them back. Well, it's it's interesting. Um it was worded very interestingly. So um, Grisham met with federal officials in D.C. last week and um, asked them to increase government personnel at the border and requested reimbursement for humanitarian assistance, among other resources. So spokesman said the governor wants to continue to urge the federal government to increase its personnel on the border as a means of improving the logistical and communications output. And then also, you know, again, asked for reimbursement and and more money. Wow. For that fake crisis. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, why why is she engaging in fear mongering like that? What a charade she's playing. Asking the federal government to help for this non-crisis. That is crazy. So at the same time that this is going on and uh, the New New Mexico governor is obviously playing politics right now um, whenever it's convenient for her and politically it's great. For her to say Trump is just a 
fear-mongering racist. There's no crisis going on. And then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, crap. Okay, yeah, no, we, we really need help here, guys. Can you help us out? So, we, we t- sir, we talked last week about some of these states that were su- surprised us, that they how mm-hmm. they voted over the past few elections. Yes, yes. New Mexico was one of those, yes. along with Colorado. Weren't they exactly the same? Yes. It's like they voted for Bush once, but then every other election since, they mm-hmm. voted for the Democrats. Democrats, yes. So these They've states... slowly been sliding bluer. So there's, they're, yeah, they're sliding blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm probably better to just say they slid. They done slid. They've already done, yeah. But they've already done slid. They've they done slid it. But then I, I think that they might be overplaying their hand on this whole immigration thing. They've thrown all of their, you know, all all of their uh, eggs into this one basket for immigration. That's like their primary, like torch bearing issue, their mm-hmm. virtue signaling issue. But now a lot of these communities are going to start to get devastated. A lot of these states are like, they're starting to pass, you know, major uh, left-wing uh, activism, large welfare programs, stuff like that. How are they going to deal with these immigrants that are just flood, illegal immigrants, by the way, that are flooding into their communities? It's going to bankrupt local local ta- cities, I local that, governments. I thought that you could just, I don't know, like print more money. The federal government can. Just make them just make them print more money, Jason. So the federal well, government just, can. Well, just, but, just increase taxes. You can only do that for so long. I mean, <laughs> what's wrong with a ninety percent tax rate, Jason? <laughs> That's a lot of things what, wrong. With it. What's wrong with like, that? If, if you like money, there's a lot of things wrong you with that. You just keep taxing people want, until you get what you need. You want to pay bills, you know. The, the, but the, but that's that's very very interesting. Mm-hmm. How some like what you just said is a great point. Why can't so the state governments? That's what they think they're trying to do all these things on their own. They're trying to pass like Medicare for all, fully funded, you know, uh, healthcare on their own. But you can't do that. And people like Bernie Sanders have actually said, yeah, you guys shouldn't do that. Why? Because he knows. Because the federal government can get away with it because they can just print the money. Right. They, they just do that all on their own. Right. Um, but um, but like, uh, but other reasons why, like immigration. I'm about to pull you in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys have no idea what Chad Prather is doing right now. <laughs> he might have just flashed or something. I don't know. Um, but these, but these state governments are going to realize that look, we can't, we can't advocate on our own some of these like uh, immigration policies because we can't pay for them. Mm-hmm. We literally can't. We can't have all of these welfare, welfare, welfare. We can't have those uh, uh, same issues or same policies because we cannot pay for them. And those little cities, the ones that maybe have voted the the blue candidates in, they're going to start saying, um, "We made a mistake. We're going to have to shift radically before things get really out of hand." Are they though? Are they gonna? Are they going to say that? It depends on how long they stay. Are on they this. going to realize that? I'm not so sure. I don't know. I think I think immigration I don't could have do the it. Confidence. I think immigration could do it. I really do. I think it could be the turning point. What a, but what about California? I mean, they haven't. They. I don't see any kind of indication that California has learned its lesson when it comes to immigration. Yeah. And, you know, paying for all of these people who, you know, whether it's homeless or whatever, I think it's the same principle, right? That like you can only help people to a certain extent before you just you just turn the entire state into a welfare state that has everyone homeless and poop in the streets. And, you know, yeah. no one can afford to live there. Coincid- no one wants to live there because it's a garbage place now. A funny thing about California is. That I know they have multiple, I know they have a ton of illegal immigrants there, mostly because they're sanctuary, um, you know, states. Mm-hmm. But um, there, there's actually one of the best border structures is right there in California. Like they have a border wall there. Bill Clinton built it. 
Operation Gatekeeper, I believe, was what it was called. They built the border wall there. That used to be the left's, uh, you know, stance. Yeah. Build a wall. Build the wall. And Bill Clinton was the first one to yes. say build the yes. wall. Well, and and you have a Democratic presidential candidate frontrunner, Joe Biden, who back in, you know, during what, the 2008 election uh, campaign, he was out there saying the same thing. He was saying, we need to know who's in our country. Well, they were all we need to that. get the illegal immigrants out of here. We've got to build the wall. We've got to do all these things. They were so on board with everything we're talking about doing uh, back, you know, 10 years ago. It's incredible to me how far they've shifted. And now it's immoral. Walls are immoral. Yeah. You can't build a wall. That's immoral. You just got to let strangers in. That's what you do in your house, right? You just let strangers in your house, don't you? You don't have a door in your house. That's crazy. Crazy talk. You just let whoever wants in whenever they want in. Well, the group We Build the Wall does not agree with that. <laughs> they, uh, they, we've, we talked about them a while back. They started the GoFundMe, right? Yeah, I think it was the last time we filled in several yeah. months ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, they started a, a GoFundMe. They just said, you know what? We can't trust the federal government to do jack. Federal government doesn't do anything for us. Um, so let's just take it, the matter into our own hands as private citizens. And so they raised money. Um, they say, talking about New Mexico, that they have finished construction on a segment of a border wall in New Mexico. Um, so they've closed a gap in the existing border wall. And this is one um, that they say that there was just an insane amount of crime taking place in this particular um, location. They said that it was frequently used to smuggle both people and drugs. So it's a half a mile segment. And that on a typical night, this speaks to what you were saying earlier, Jason, on a typical night, around 100 migrants and $100,000 worth of illegal drugs passed through that half a mile wow. gap that they've closed. A typical night, $100,000 worth of illegal drugs every night. And a hundred migrants. That's insane. Absolutely insane. And this is this is probably one of the most American stories I can think of in a while. And you hit it right on the head, right when you said it. Like they didn't trust the government. Because mm-hmm. why should you? Why should you? If you what really, have they ever touched that has turned into gold? Yeah. And if you, there's something that you really believe in, why would you trust the government that screws everything up to do it? So if they're going through this whole charade now, fighting each other in Congress, well, screw them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely screw them. Mm-hmm. This group, the Brian Colfage's group, who was the, it was the triple amputee that, that spearheaded this, he um, got with uh, the, the privately owned uh, land areas. And I think the, the section that they're building now is on, is on a rancher's land. And the rancher was pretty ecstatic. He was like, finally, we're getting this done. Yeah. I'd, I'd talk to people like that. Yep. That are yep. like have people trafficking like they have families. Yep. And these drugs and these human trafficking operations are running straight through their land. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you'd be terrified. Yeah. If you're in that position. That's why I didn't. I never understood um, uh, politicians like Robert Francis, our good old our good old friend, Bob Franco Rourke. I didn't understand him coming from El Paso and going out there on a national stage and really telling people there's no problem and we and we should be welcoming to all of these illegal immigrants. It, I mean, it just blows my mind because I'm like, you've got to know people in your hometown who have been affected by this. You have to. Of course he does. It makes absolutely no sense to me. So they, uh, We Build the Wall said that their project moved faster 
um, and required less funding than a similar project headed up by the federal government. Jeez, that's so shocking. (laughs) You mean to tell me that in private industry, things move faster and it's less expensive? Yeah. I tell you what. It's the way to do it. Crowdfunding is the way to go. I think think this is a perfect example of uh, how crowdfunding, people that are charitable and generous can get Mm -hmm. things done uh, where we can sidestep the federal government, like Medicare for all, welfare, things like that. Like we already, like America was built off of these principles to where we take care of our own. The individual has the power over this, not the government. Mm -hmm. So don't give that to them. Don't wait for the government to say, we should take care of these old people. No, we just start think you know uh things yeah. like this projects like yes. this we should keep we should keep this rolling more people like brian colfage could come forward and say okay i'm gonna take care of you know the entitlement problem so we're gonna start a crowdfunding thing with experts that we're hiring and everything to start directing charitable cash and stuff into all these different projects or programs that the government is taking care of mm-hmm. like housing and stuff like that keep this going yeah. this is what america is about yeah uh, so, you know, we're talking about all of this, this immigration and all of these socialists who want to transform the country, whether it be open borders or whatnot. Uh, well, we've got our very own HHS Secretary Alex Azar, who is really helping that cause by trying to let foreign countries uh, control the prices of our medicine. Oh, my gosh. What could possibly go wrong? Only everything. Um, so obviously doing this is going to lead to lead to shortages of vital medications and it's going to set medical research back decades. So we've got all of these researchers in America who, you know, they are leading the world in trying to find cures for horrible diseases like Alzheimer's, cancer, things of that nature. They're not going to be able to do that anymore with all of this red tape. Pretty sure none of us signed up for foreign governments meddling with our health care and dictating price control. That's not the way that we work here in America. Thankfully, FreedomWorks is doing everything they can to sound the alarm uh, to stop this experiment. But you've got to go to freedomworks.org slash DACE. That's D-E-A-C-E. And help them. Tell Secretary Azar to fix patients, not prices. It's going to take everyone out there listening to do it. It is freedomworks.org slash DACE. That's D-E-A-C-E. And help FreedomWorks tell them. Fix patients, not prices. Back in a minute. Oh, it's not Steve Dace. I said this last week when we were filling in for Pat. I always feel bad because it's this loud, booming authoritative voice that comes down and says, Steve Dace. And then it's just me. And then, and then all those fans that might be just tuning in are like, yeah, Steve Dace. Every, Wait a minute. Who are these two yeah, losers? Every, everyone's just like, that doesn't sound like Steve Dace. Some random chick. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Steve is uh, Steve's going to be back tomorrow. Uh, if you want to talk to us, you can call 888-900-3393 if you still use those telephones for their original purpose. Or you can tweet us, which is what we all want to do. I know. It's what we all want to do. We don't actually want to talk on the phone. We just want to type on our phones on Twitter. Uh, at Sarah Gonzalez TX. And Jason is at Jason Buttrell. Uh, Jason Nana Pathead said that you are half right when it comes to women dressing up. Women compete with women, especially with how we look from the moment we are born until we draw <laughs> our last breath. Women are much more critical of how other women look than men will ever. I totally be. believe it. Totally believe it. Yeah, with some women. I don't think all women are like that. 
Really? I would like to believe I'm not super critical of women's appearance, but I get all the criticism in the world <laughs> when I'm like, I didn't, I'm just trying to mind my own business here. <laughs> so yeah, I get it. That's not a thing men do really like, oh my God, look at that shirt he's wearing. Oh, he can't pull that off. No, he shouldn't be doing that. Look at those pants. <laughs> No, it doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, Kara said that something that would make her leave a date would be hipster clothes. Oh, she for said sure. Primarily skinny jeans and wool beanies. I can get that. Skinny jeans with his phone in his back pocket. Turn around and walk out. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. So don't go anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can't handle the hipster clothing on guys. I, the skinny jeans either. Although, is it hypocritical that I think that skinny jeans are really cute on my son? But I, I, ju- I just feel like kids can get away with it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like he can wear like a cute little cartoon character too and it's cute. But right. someone you're about to date with a cute little cartoon character? That's a great point. Is like, that's uh, a great is point. serious or you, not? Do you mean like when grown men wear shirts with like the Captain America logo on it. Oh, but I can Is get away me? with that. Oh, you can. Because it's hilarious. Oh. <laughs> and it's awesome. Shut up. <laughs> okay, Jason. <laughs> wink, wink. I see how it is. Uh, mm. All right. You know, a home is, you know, only the biggest investment you'll ever have in your life. So no pressure when it comes to buying or selling your home. Um, there's a bunch of real estate agents out there who they plaster their faces all over billboards and, uh, you know, they put out all of these ads, making sure that they are advertising for themselves and for their brand. But that's not really an an indication that they're going to know what the best practices are to make sure that you are getting the, you know, the best for your money. Now, Glenn started, uh, Mercury real estate, realestateagentsitrust.com, with the idea that, you know, he saw all of the top real estate agents and what they were doing. They all have these commonalities. They are all doing the same things. Um, and they're not, you know, they're not like, we, but, we're, but we had an open house with cookies. No, they know how to get you, you know, the, the best home um, for, for your money. And especially if you're relocating to someplace, you're moving from one state to another state. You know, you know I, just, I, just had, um, I just had some friends who we just helped them move in. They moved from Mississippi to Fort Worth. When you're making that move, you don't know where the nice areas are that are going to be good for your family. You don't know where you can move in that uh, the you know your neighbors are going to share your values. You got to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a team that Glenn and his people have already vetted. They have already vetted these people to make sure they are experts in it. They do it full time. They share your values. A lot of them are listeners of the show. They are going to know where to put you. Um, they're going to get you the best deal for your money. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Don't use the guy on the billboard. Trust me, that does not end well. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Hope Hicks. Jason. Yes, let's talk about Hope Hicks, <laughs> please. Jason wants Hope Hicks to uh, to engage in a protest. Okay, she dresses. She a the way she the dresses. Emily Ratajkowski kind. Dude, the way she dresses. Mm-hmm. That. That's classy. That's classy. I'm all about that. Okay. And see, she, she she doesn't have to show up in a mini skirt and a halter top. Although I would support that oh, in private. Oh, now you in would. private. Okay, in private. <laughs> Got it. But she don't have to. Except you're not married to her, so I think you would support it in public for now. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. 
Like full on protest so Instagram uh, photos. So hypocritical. How is how, how can we get Hope Hicks into the protest movement? The thriving protest movement. Well, I don't know. She might protest this congressional subpoena. We might have to start a Twitter campaign on that. Come up with a <laughs> clever hashtag. She might she might protest this con- congressional <laughs> subpoena because, uh, you know, she is facing an existential question, says the, the <clears throat> New York Times. Maggie Haberman. Um, she needs to figure out whether she is going to comply with this congressional subpoena. And so the New York Times politics uh, Twitter tweeted this out with a picture of Hope Hicks that Jason was referring to that she just looks she looks very classy. She's got her hair slicked back in this bun, which a lot of you listeners out there would say, oh, Sarah, you don't want to wear the bun. I bet you wouldn't be saying that when you see Hope Hicks in a bun. Um, but, you know, very classy. She's got a, a leather jacket on. She just looks very Audrey Hepburnish. Yep, uh, for sure. That's right? great she just looks gorgeous. Oh, and by the way, can I tack on to that? Sure. She, I, I hope the Trump administration steps in so she doesn't have to make that determination. I hope they step in and, and, and uh, exert executive privilege. I hope they do. They should just go all in on this. Keep on going. Yeah. Uh, I don't, they shouldn't be, this is just literally is witch hunt at this point. They're just trying to have people say what was in the report. They wanted to, in a a public forum, they're Mm -hmm. just looking for stuff that they can pull sound bites out of Mm -hmm. to try and make it look bad so they can, you know, uh, know, say, see, we need to impeach. Yeah, 2020 is coming around. Well, I mean, why run on issues when you can run on impeachment? <laughs> right. You got to You got to find something to impeach him for. So, yeah, so, of course, they're going to try to dredge up everything they can. Executive privilege that don't make Hope Hicks have to, you know, make that decision on her own. Even though Jason wants to see her uh, as often as possible yeah, in a, a Senate, like like a multiple days in the Senate. <laughs> can you imagine the wardrobe that girl's going to bring on that? She's going to bring her a game. I, I do appreciate I do appreciate her fashion. Uh, so Soledad O'Brien was, I guess, the first one to to point to point something out. In case you guys were wondering, the picture that the New York Times posted with the tweet about Hope Hicks was a very good example of bias, says Soledad O'Brien. Um, a picture of a person who is considering not complying with a subpoena is basically a glam shot, and it's framed as a thoughtful, perfectly equal choice. Well, that wasn't enough. We had to have Twitter queen, queen of hot takes on social media, miss look at this magic garden. There are things that happen when you plant seeds. It's magic. (laughs) Your girl AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she said, yep, where's the no angel take now? In the immediate aftermath of shootings, media routinely post menacing photos of people of color victims and dredge up any questionable thing they'd ever done. But when Hope Hicks considers not complying with a subpoena, it's glamour shot time. Oh, get out of here. Speaking of women being jealous... Right? She's hating on her. Speaking Hardcore. of women being jealous, please. See, she's she's mad because the only time AOC, even though I think she is hot, the only time Which that she, wrong. she has looked even close to as, uh, you know, hot as Hope Hicks is, which they're in a totally different, uh, uh, they're not even the same sport. It's like completely different sports. Well, the then one would venture to say maybe AOC is not as hot as you think she is if you're now all of a sudden saying, well, she's hot, but not that hot. Well, I think she's hot, but there's like multiple different levels different on the one to 10 scale. Hotness. Right. Okay. And then Hope Hicks is breaking that 10 scale. 
you know, AOC <laughs> is further down the scale. But she's clearly hating on her. Clearly hating on her. And the only time she's ever looked even close to that is when she did that full glam spread and like, what was it, Vanity Fair GQ yeah. or something? Yeah. One of those two magazines. And she was preaching all of this, you know, all of these crazy uh, socialist policies while wearing $3,000 wardrobe. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. The the only time she all they do is give her glam shots. That's all they do. CNN, MSNBC, all of them. The only time we when there's a, like an unflattering picture comes from some other network, <laughs> right wing network, whatever. Like you have to, you have to like hunt to find them. Um, like when she's doing like I her. I mean, you don't have to hunt. Let's be fair. Uh, well, you have I to. I see them all the time and I love them. <laughs> hunt for it on MSNBC or CNN. Be, you won't right. find it. Well, but to be fair, they do that to Trump in oh, reverse, yeah. right? So they're the ones who you see this, you know, bad orange man is the picture that you see whenever they post an article about Trump and include a picture of Trump. And so it goes both ways here. For sure. Just just throwing that out there. She's absolutely ridiculous. She, I, I found another twi- uh, tweet from her over the weekend. She's, you found another tweet from her over the weekend. Congratulations, Jason. It's not hard to do. And what's funny <laughs> is she's really hitting the media hard lately. I mean, the media is under attack, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Oh. With, with this stuff coming out of some of the, the left now, the media is under attack. Oh, under attack. <laughs> the First Amendment is on the verge of collapse. Yes, right? totally. Um, screw calling fake news. I mean, now <laughs> it's like under attack. It is, it is interesting to hear them start this. It's the New York Times. Yes, the New York Times is so pro-Trump. Yeah. They're so very conservative. It's like now they're jumping on that bandwagon for, for some weird reason because the media is so in their corner. <laughs> but they're like criticizing their ally, right. which is kind of interesting. It is bizarre. But Politico wrote a uh, an, an article over the weekend, and it, this is what it says. It said, Bernie Sanders might still be cheap, but he's sure not poor. So they were hitting on the fact that he is a socialist, Ooh. but is a millionaire with three houses. He's a millionaire with three houses, for crying out loud. Why are they doing this? What? Do you think that it's just because they don't want people like Bernie, the media? Oh, I, I, yeah, They're for sure. They're all in for Biden. Yeah, political's definitely not right-leaning no. at, at all. But yeah, I, I think that this, the establishment is terrified uh, of that yeah how that base is growing too mm-hmm. um and i think they're going to go all i think the legitimate sources or, or sides are going to go all in for biden that's why i think biden, this biden is going to walk into this uh, victory i mean he's just he's he's so he's the candidate he's going to be the candidate against trump for yeah. sure so anyway they, they were they were just highlighting that so our friend aoc quick to take a jab at the press goes can political explain to us how photoshopping money trees Next to an, the only Jewish candidate for president and not talking about how, quote unquote, cheap and rich he is, isn't anti-Semitic? Or are they just letting this happen because he's a progressive politician they don't like? Wait, what? Yes. So she was saying that because he's Jewish, they took a swipe at that he's a rich guy and that they were being anti-Semitic. What? Yeah. This was like, I, I saw this and I thought it was the AOC parody account. I straight up thought it was. Wow. So, yeah, the, the money tree she's talking about, there's like two houses on Bernie Sanders' shoulders, like Photoshop next to him, uh, which, you know, AOC probably thinks money does actually grow on trees. She's probably actually thinking that's a real thing. She mentioned <laughs> well, she tweet. was talking about plants not too long ago <laughs> and how it was, oh my, oh my gosh, you plant these seeds and then all of a sudden you have, you have plants coming out. It's magic. She was growing so her maybe, money. She was going to fund her Green see? New Deal. 
See, that's what she's trying to plant. <laughs> and she trees. does think it's magic. Str- I completely, we cracked Aww, the code. We, we cracked the code. She, that's so cute. Bless her heart. <laughs> she's going to grow those money trees. This is absolutely insane that she's even attempting to call out anti-Semitism when she's constantly getting the backs of Villain Omar and Rashida Tlaib. Well, did you, see her, did you see her follow-up tweet? I'm reading it right now. She uh, said, uh, to, to follow up, she said, notice the people willing to explain this away, yet when Elon's words are taken out, of, taken context, out of context, they are the first to jump on her. Look at how these accusations are selectively enforced on the left, especially when it's the alt-right actually committing anti-Semitic violence in the U.S. Hmm. First of all, the alt-right is not, it, it's not, it's not, they're not conservatives. It's a label that they just gave all of these crazy people and it doesn't apply to conservatives. So you cannot lump them into the same category. But second of all, Elon's words taken out of context. I'm sorry. As if these are even remotely similar circumstances. I mean, like Bernie Sanders is rich. That has nothing to do with Elon Omar going and talking about a college class that she took and giggling, laughing about how the professor tensed up when he used words like Al-Qaeda and Hezbollah. Oh, it was so funny how uptight these Americans are about these groups that just want to kill them for their very existence. And anti-Semitism, like Ilhan Omar has said anti-Semitic things. She's yes. like talked about the dual loyalty and how the money from the APAC is, you know, is, is running the show is in she Congress. she the one who said that Israel has hypnotized the West. It was either her or Rashida. Yeah. Uh, I, I get them. I, I get all of these crazy anti-Semitic Congress women mixed up. Insane. It's hard. It it's hard cr- to keep them all straight. And that's what's crazy. I know. It's like in the U.S. Congress now, we can't even, there, there's so many uh, examples now and they can't even come together and, and condemn it as a group together. I they know. can't even do it. Um, I don't know. Do, do, I, do I have time to continue on through, through this or do, should we like? Yeah. 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 Um, really quickly though, I want to talk about, you know, summer's coming up. And a lot of us are going to be out um, on beaches and pools and maybe we're still holding on to a little bit of winter weight. Uh, If that is you, if you are one of those people and you're trying diets, nothing works, you feel like you're starving yourself, you're unhappy the whole time, you're just eating lettuce, you're not a rabbit, you're a human, you want to eat real human food. All right, well, let me tell you about a product called Riduzone. Um, I use it to maintain, I lost a whole bunch of weight a long time ago, um, like 100 pounds. So I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say a whole bunch of weight. Um, and so I know the struggle of weight loss and actually maintaining that weight loss. Riduzone works. It's OEA, which is a natural metabolite that's found in our bodies, but also olive oil. So we don't produce enough uh, OEA in our bodies to send that signal to our brain that we're full. Well, the metabolite, since it's also found in olive oil, the folks at Riduzone have actually taken that metabolite and put it into a capsule that has been shown to boost your metabolism and help reduce your appetite. So if you're struggling with weight loss, you got to go to Riduzone.com, get a special offer right now, 30% off of a three-month supply with promo code Steve. That is R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Go there now. Trust me. You will love it. All right, Jason, continue. All right. So really crazy how she's talking about anti-semitism and, and just and trying to reshape it into any attack that's like the only reason she stepped up here is because it was an attack on one of her own one of her own mm-hmm. it was an attack on socialism and it was an attack on her boy bernie sanders 
So she steps up and, and contrives this whole anti-Semitism thing, which they literally weren't weren't even. I bet most of the country doesn't even know Bernie Sanders is Jewish. Probably have no idea. Maybe have no idea. I, I bet a, a, a big majority they don't even follow this all the time. Are like, huh? Bernie Sanders Jewish? Yeah, whatever. I don't Maybe. know. I, I don't think I would know if I wasn't following this every day. I like mean, I idiot. certainly wouldn't make any correlation to him being Jewish and him having all of this wealth. Yeah. Well, that's what's so hypocritical about it. Bernie Sanders is... Seems kind of racist to suggest, too. Right, right. Seems pretty anti-Semitic to suggest, like, that's exactly where your mind goes. Right. Huh. But what's, a little weird. What's amazing about Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez, they have something big in common. Ocasio-Cortez is just so perfect because she embodies how ridiculous and idiotic these policies are. And she is like the manifestation of that in person, in the flesh of how idiotic this is. Um, Bernie Sanders is the manifestation of the corruption and yes. the hypocrisy of socialism. Like he talks about how he, his, his biggest like thing is like, you know, uh, you know, the one percenters, the millionaires and all that. He's one of them. Yes. He's criticizing himself. Yes. He, oh. Bernie Sanders is exactly who Ocasio-Cortez should hate. He's yes. a man. Yes. He's white. He's a millionaire. And but he's she a goes millionaire back. because of capitalism. <laughs> right. Like he's profited from, you know, his book. And like he's profited off of the capitalist system that he now wants to transform. Yeah. It's insane to me. Absolutely insane. I don't understand how these people can be so. Um, it's like it just completely escapes AOC. It I mean, just go. You just do you hear this? Whoosh. That's the sound of it. Just all of it just going directly over her head or right through one ear and through the other ear. <laughs> well, I mean, I, but I guess, but I guess then Jason, you would have to understand, um, what socialism actually is in order to know what is and what's not. And she doesn't even have a basic understanding of that. So it's not really her fault that she can't call out Bernie Sanders because she then would have to understand what she's talking about. And we know when we hear her, she has absolutely no understanding of anything that spews out of her mouth. Anything. Anything she went to school with uh, for economics? No. Uh, foreign policy? Or no. B, you should be. Two degrees. In the, oh, I know. Hiding their heads in shame right oh now. Oh, my gosh. Shame. Worst. Absolute worst. It's multiple things with AOC. Welcome back. Hour two of the Steve Dace show. I am not Steve Dace, in case you haven't already noticed. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, I am not Steve Dace in disguise. I know it looked like I was Steve Dace in disguise, wearing a wig. That is not the case. Sarah Gonzalez here with Jason Buttrell. Uh, We are filling in for Steve, who will be back tomorrow. If you'd like to talk to us, you can call 888-900-3393, or you can tweet us. At Sarah Gonzalez TX and uh, at Jason Buttrell. I got to say really quickly before we get back into the conversation, kind of chaps my rear that the Sarah Gonzalez who has just at Sarah Gonzalez. Last time I checked, she like never, she never tweets. She never tweets and she has <laughs> the account that should rightfully be mine. She saw, she foresaw your rise. And she she's did. waiting for you to approach her with a little compensation. 
oh, that's not happening. Dude, do you know how big of a business that is? Yes. I, st- I know people to this day that they just like come up with random like things that they think might be a business one mm-hmm. day and they go ahead and register it on GoDaddy or yes. something like that. Yes. I tried to a business that I was trying to get to get, get going and I'm still trying to actually one day, Sarah, mark my words, it'll happen. But we we looked we came up with a name. We looked up the the domain name. It, of course, it was taken. Mm-hmm. So we approached the people, and they weren't using it for anything. Right? Weren't using it for They're anything. Sitting on it. They're just sitting on it. There was like a little placeholder with the name as as a full screen right there on the web page. And he wanted to charge us like ten thousand dollars for it. Jeez. For a domain name, ten thousand dollars. Jeez. Absolutely that's insane. insane. It is, but it's kind of like worth. It's kind of like a good investment. Like it's it's only like what like a couple bucks a month. Yeah. Oh, to hang yeah. on to these things. Oh, absolutely. It's really smart. Oh, wow. Maybe I should look at that. I'm always looking for Shark Tank ideas. <laughs> but I should look at that instead as a side project. Yeah. Just just taking up domains and just taking advantage of people when they need them. <laughs> the American way. That is capitalism, baby. Look at like some of the up and coming people that could be politicians. Because yeah. they're going to want like their name mm-hmm. as whatever. So just look at, go into high schools and see who the good, like people, remember the, like the, what do they call it? The class president, the, yes. the student body council. Student body, yeah. Start picking on them. So they're like, what's his name? <laughs> okay. I'm going to register that name, that name. <laughs> uh, Shecky and Bob throwing shade. Oh my gosh. I think it could be an issue if a girl shows up for a date straight from work with her hair in a bun. <laughs> I pick up what you're putting down. I'm still going to wear it. What I'm is, still going to wear it. But what does that say? That says this woman's classy. You know, this woman's a professional. Or this woman didn't have time to do her hair today. And it's <laughs> or the in exact a bun. opposite. <laughs> <laughs> or all of these societal standards put on women that are unequal to men. Uh-huh, that women uh-huh. have to put, you know, they have to put makeup on their faces and they have to paint their nails, even if it's a green color that not everyone loves. <laughs> and then, you know, that's another one. Like it has to be a color that no one, you know, has a problem with. And they have to make sure that their hair is nice. Meanwhile, I'm sitting over next to this one with the baseball cap on. No one says anything about that. Baseball cap, didn't shave, nothing. No one says anything about that, but everyone wants to comment on a bovine. Shout out to bovine, who I saw you comment on my, they only thought that my nails were bad, but then they saw my leopard print top. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with leopard print tops? Uh, I don't know. They don't like it. I can't please any of you. That's why I just don't try. Uh, Pinky is the brain said that they married he married his wife when she was 18 she didn't walk out of any date but she sure had no problem getting rid of my shirt she hated uh, at a garage uh, sale that's great my favorite shirt she sold for a quarter should have known why she didn't want me there to help that's oh, a really really great <laughs> i love that i love that you brought this up pinky is the brain because that is one thing that um my so my husband he his wardrobe was just terrible before we got married <laughs> absolutely terrible well you saw him all he wore was oversized alabama stuff every day <laughs> and these fishing shirts that drive me nuts i'm like you're not going fishing why are you wearing this it's not for everyday wear it's practical though it's practical it's utilitarian for work yeah, you never know. In case it gets super windy inside the studio. <laughs> he'll be prepared. You won't. If there's a tornado, it's going to work out really well for him. Right. But, you, he will but to, you never know. You never know. You never know. Um, so I can totally relate to that. And But you know what? He he embraces it. He's like, you basically dress me. Like You tell me what to wear. What? You pick out my clothes. I mean, not like for work, but whenever we go out. 
He's like, you buy me whatever you want to buy me. You tell me what you prefer. You dress me. I trust you. He's just saying, I trust your fashion sense more than I trust my own. Dang. Because he knows that I'm fashionable and he knows that he knows nothing about fashion. So he you just, hang on to he's that just one. like, you just do whatever. I give in zero ground on any of that stuff. Well, which explains why you're dressed like you are this morning. So I understand <laughs> right. that. I understand that. Uh, Shecky and Bob says, Hope is all day hot. Hope Hicks is all day hot. AOC is closing time hot. You're getting some, <laughs> some criticisms on your on your comment, Jason. I know. Because I only have uh, this to tweet to Pat and Stu said that you were his new favorite on the blaze. But now that you think AOC is hot, <laughs> sending their love to me, even though it feels like I'm yelling at you, <laughs> sending their love to Sarah, even though it feels like she's yelling at me. Dude, she's... Sorry? She's like, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I, there's some kind of, I don't know. It, the she, people have spoken, Jason, and they disagree she, with you. As long, she, she shouldn't talk, uh, for sure. If she, as long as she's not talking, she I'm like, it's an attractive woman. <laughs> it's not sexist at all. <laughs> just what? sit there and look pretty, little girl. What? There's just, a lot. Come on, don't talk. Leave the guys at the table to talk, please. There's, there's a lot of don't men. Start, don't start with the blah, blah. There's a lot of men that look really you know, handsome, but the moment they talk, have you heard David Beckham's voice? I haven't. It's like Mike Tyson or something like that. (laughs) I haven't bothered to actually listen to David Beckham. It's like he was binging on helium or something like that. And then like he shows up in his suit and you're like, dang, that's a good looking dude. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, so what happened to me? I'm like, what happened to your voice, bro? Oh, yeah. So same concept. That is weird. Um, All right. Before we get back into the conversation. So I want you to make note Next spring, there is a really, really awesome cruise going on that you are going to want to put on your calendar. It is going to be taking place in the Eastern Mediterranean. You are going to visit. All right. Stick with me here because I'm going to blow your mind. Every place, every destination that I tell you, I'm going to blow your mind more and more. Italy, Croatia, uh, Jerusalem, so Israel, and Greece to explore the roots of Western civilization on a cruise through history. If that is not enough, I know your mind is blown, so I'm just going to give you a second to reel it back in. All right, compose yourself. Now I'm going to blow your mind again by telling you that Glenn Beck, Bill O'Reilly, Stubergear, David Barton, and Rabbi Lappin are going to be joining you on this 14-day adventure. How has this not happened before? Like, this seems like such an obvious slam dunk thing. I know. This is amazing. It's I cannot tell you how cool this is going to be with all of the perfect people there to talk to you about all of these historical places. I mean, it's just insane to me. It's going to be great. Um, you know, you're going to walk where Jesus and his discipled, his disciples shared the gospel that sparked Christianity. You're going to, you know, you're going to get your history lesson. Let me just tell you a history lesson like none other. You could bring your kids, bring your grandkids, It's going to be a great time, a great place for them to really, really learn all of this history and make it fun. They're not learning it in a book. You're taking them out there. They are seeing the real thing. Or if you don't like your kids, you can just arrange for, you know, someone else to take them and you can just go with your spouse. I don't know. But what I'm saying is you got to go. You've got to be there. There are different packages and all of the details that you're going to want to look at. You can find those at comesailaway.com. That is comesailaway.com. Go there now, get you your reservation booked and um, figure out all of the details and the packages uh, that you want but you're definitely going to want to book it on the calendar, the cruise through history at comesailaway.com. Jason, you had a, you wanted to get back to Ilan Omar. 
Yeah, for just a second. I, I saw this uh, over the weekend. Jason, you don't do anything for just a second. Absolutely true. But hey, just I got, a second that's in me. Jason time that's is me. the rest of the radio <laughs> program. <laughs> the, rest of the, the rest of the hour. <laughs> um, so most of us are over the over the Memorial Weekend. Memorial Weekend for me is very depressing. I do not like it. Uh, I don't know how other veterans that have served in combat zones feel about it. Um, to me, it's just very depressing. I, I have a feeling that the majority of them kind of feel the same. Mm-hmm. Does um, it feel? Does it, it? Do you feel it feels wrong? Like you're you're thinking I'm here and I have so many friends who are not here. Oh, that's well, that, that's con- from the moment you get out of country. Yeah, when you leave, you feel like that, and yeah. I don't think you ever drop that. But it's um, heightened, I guess, on Memorial Day. It's yeah, it's as you're supposed to, mm-hmm. you know, in remembrance. You know, it's just, it's just, it's not a, it's, 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 it's just not a, it's not a cheery affair, which what it has its how it's been, it's, how it's become, you know, for the majority of the country. It's, 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 it's a day where we remember not to forget. But most people don't see it that way. They see it as burgers and hot dogs and swimming pools. Right. Um, but I, th- I actually, I think, I think a good majority of the community has been helping with that. They've been trying to refocus people. And, you know, and to actual, you know, remember what we've lost and to commemorate them. But anyway, so uh, this 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 weekend was not fun for me. Um, so I was, I was kind of getting in the mode for that. And then I, I, I saw a lot of the, you know, the, you know, the people talking on you know social media and in the news and people actually remembering veteran or uh, veterans that had, had fallen. And you know, it kind of did my heart well. Then I saw this story about Ilhan Omar. She spent her Memorial Weekend doing a fundraiser for care. And this Aww, about pissed me nice. the heck off. That's really nice of her. A fundraiser for care on Memorial Weekend. She's just try, she's trying to raise money for her friends. I tell you What's what. What's wrong with Sarah, that, Jason? I am. I, I've had enough of this. <laughs> I, this this person. I, I've had enough of of this. We've called out that she was fundraising for care in the past. Um, that, that hit uh, people like that came out. Well, like a couple months ago, a few months ago, something like that. I saw where she's been doing this for a while. She was actually part of care when she was in, what was it? Minnesota or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she did this fundraiser. Uh, I think the thing was on Saturday and it was a Ramadan thing, Ramadan celebration maybe, but also fundraiser for care. This is ridiculous. I cannot believe we have a sitting member of Congress that is fundraising for a group that's an unindicted co-conspirator of the Holy Land Foundation. Well, but they're <laughs> they're unindicted. Yeah. So it didn't happen. I I've heard people <laughs> like say, oh yeah, but they're unindicted. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. If, they if very you, clearly fund Hamas. When you look at so the Holy Land Foundation, that 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 was the actual like how you could nail the Holy Land Foundation because they were actively funneling money. Uh, to Hamas and Hamas was a terror uh, designated terror group so you can't you know give money and support to Hamas but when you look through the case and you find out and this is why they were unindicted mm-hmm. is many of these groups that were a part of this weren't actively giving them anything they weren't actively giving them money they weren't like that so you couldn't really what are you going to charge them for what they were doing is they were they were uh, care is a is a uh, propaganda arm for Hamas that's what they are they're there to help mold the narrative, to change the narrative. But Jason, Hamas is just, they're, they are very benign, um, kind-hearted. Uh, they're a very benign organization, right? Benign, kind-hearted terrorists. If that's, can you believe oh, it? Can you? <laughs> oh, wait. They're just terrorists who just want to kill um, all of us because of our existence. Yeah. More specifically, Jews. They want to right. wipe out the, uh, they want to wipe Israel out and kill all the Jews mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We used to call that highly anti-Semitic. 
That well, used to be pretty now easy. It's just, now it's just a, another day. Yeah, now, now it's, hey, fundraise for yeah, them. Now, now it's, it's just it's another like, day in America in 2019. I don't, I don't know how she hasn't been censored for this. I don't know how the leadership hasn't like, hey, say, hey, at least maybe we know we like kind of nudge, nudge. We know how you are behind let's closed just, doors. Uh, uh, but let's not let's not have down low here. This is this is frightening that this is being the care. Again, Muslim Brotherhood terrorists. They basically invented modern day terrorism. They created Hamas specifically to fight Israel and the Jews. Muslim Brotherhood created uh, Hamas. They created a care. They created all these other organizations to help support this effort. That's who care is. Anybody that has issue with that, let me know. I'll send you the all the court docs. I'll send you Ooh. all the research. I'll tell you exactly how all these it's 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 so blatant. It's not a discussion. And now we have the head of care back. Remember, Sarah, back when they were uh, doing that, uh, they were trying to do that bill to where they were going to condemn anti-Semitism within Congress. Yes. And it failed. Yes. So that day, uh, Linda Sarsour was going to Ilhan Omar's office and she had the head of care right next to her. Right. The head of care and like a couple of care goons, like bodyguards, like basically shoving the press out of the way so they could get into her office. The head of care. In Congress, this is this is frightening, guys. This is absolutely frightening that they've been legitimized like this. What's even more frightening, I think, is that the average person just I don't know if it's I, I want to say that it's not that they don't care. It's just that they're too lazy to they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. They're too lazy to figure it out for themselves. And we have a media who is not willing to yes. put all of this at the forefront of their reporting. Where are so the investigative journalists on this? You would think uh, the time sitting right next to me, apparently. <laughs> and, that's, and that's it. That's scary. That's it. That's scary. <laughs> That is scary. The, 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 if for some civilization, people, that's scary. <laughs> for civilization. If we just got chastened? We're screwed, <laughs> right. you guys. This is nuts. I cannot believe this. The media, this is a huge story. Actually laying out who CARE is, showing their ties to Hamas and the Muslim Brotherhood. That would be a huge, in-depth, long-form like Washington Post or New York Times article. But they're not doing it. Instead, they're like, and so now the result, as you've pointed out, is everyone in America is like, oh, it's just, yeah, they're just, they're, they're pro-immigrant. They, yeah. want to, they don't, they want to make sure that, that Muslims that aren't Muslims, being attacked, exactly. you know, and all exactly. that stuff. And that's, that is very PC, you know, that's everyone is talking, well, we can't offend, you know, Muslims, whatever we do, we've got to make sure that they feel comfortable and they feel, they feel welcome. So CARE's doing a lot of good things in the world. Ilian Omar, in her speech a few months back, said that, ni- that uh, CARE, came to fruition after 9-11 after 9-11 to make sure that oh, to re, in response to Islamophobia and attacks on Muslims right that fits their narrative right now and that's a blatant it's lie not true yeah. she was a part of care she was a member of care so she knows their history yeah. so she was directly lying at that point yes the reason why which I just said they were established to help support Hamas mm-hmm. Way before this 9-11. Way before 9-11. Yeah. And not for the reasons why she said. Right. But and that's no the- one in the in the media is willing to call her out on that. No. No one. And again, <laughs> I don't know how much of it is that they we just don't have real journalists anymore who care to do any sort of digging or fact checking because it's very easily disproven. It doesn't take but five minutes of research to, to disprove that. Yeah. And yet they don't do it. So I called out a uh, who was it? Was it a was it a Vox reporter or a HuffPo reporter? I don't remember on Twitter. And 
hitting them on their kind of glowing, you know, reporting. Oh, here we go. And, Jason's Twitter crusade. Oh yeah, Twitter. It was here hardcore. Here we go. Actually, didn't last long because they they didn't respond to any of my any of my evidence. But um, but I said, how can you write like this? Like the, it's a Muslim Brotherhood organization. And then he just kind of responded like, oh, here we go again, Muslim Brotherhood. You know, like crazy tinfoil yeah, hat you're stuff. Like, yeah. I'm like, dude, <laughs> that's because it is. I put one link to the Department of Justice case right there where it, it puts all the connections in there. This is not a chalkboard that we did. Right. This the DOJ and the FBI did this. So what you're no saying response. is, is you you have infiltrated the DOJ with your people. Yeah, totally. That's what it is. Totally. <laughs> Come on, listening to all those Glenn Beck researchers. That's what, yeah. Wow, you just sounded like Alex Jones. <laughs> I did, didn't I? That was, that was, do not make Do not make those connections again. If that picture flies up on the screen one more whoa, time. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a travesty what is going on in Congress right now. All of this anti-Semitism and no one... No one wants to do anything about it. Um, but AOC says that criticizing a socialist that's a millionaire is anti-Semitism. A, so, a socialist who is a millionaire from a capitalist society. Right. Wrap your brain around that one for a second. Uh, speaking of socialism, you know what's a really bad idea? A really, really bad idea is to import socialism to America and um, you know let foreign countries... Um, contribute to price control of our drugs here in America. That's a really bad idea. Um, So obviously doing this would lead to shortages of vital medications. It would set medical research back decades. So all of this, you know, U.S. led medical innovation and medical research would just be stopped in its tracks if HHS Secretary Alex Azar has his way. He is trying, he's leading this cause to let foreign countries dictate the prices of our medication. That is not, that's not what we're supposed to do here in America. Um, Thankfully, FreedomWorks is doing everything they can to sound the alarm and to tell Secretary Azar and members of Congress to stop doing this. We don't want socialized medicine. We see what's going on in the UK and um, we don't want that. We don't want shortages of medication. We don't want, you know, um, lack of access. This is not what we want here in America. That's why we live in America. So FreedomWorks needs your help. They need every single person listening to go to freedomworks.com slash DACE. That is D-E-A-C-E. Um, take action. Tell Secretary Azar to put America first and fix patients, not prices. That is freedomworks.org slash DACE, D-E-A-C-E. Go there and take action right now. It, you know what? It's, it's this kind of thing, too, that I just, I'm like, guys, can we not, we don't even need to pick up a history book to learn what is going on, uh, you know, in the UK with socialized medicine, to learn what is going on in Venezuela with flat out socialism. Like you don't, I'm not even asking you to pick up a history book and go look at what happened a long time ago. I'm just asking you to look at what's literally happening right now right this very second and they can't do it it's it's insane to me uh all right nicole's banned parody account that's funny said there's a messy bun and there's classy bun and they are both a completely different kind of beautiful deal with it that's so true that is so true i like them both i do too i do too and of course it's hard to do the messy messy bun on television because you're you know, the rule is that it's supposed to look clean and 
you know, uniform. There's nothing sexier than a professional woman that had her hair down, but then she's really getting into it, you know, and she throws on the glasses, throws up the hair, just puts a pencil in there and that bad boy and keeps going. I'm like, I want to learn how to do that. (laughs) I know. I don't know how to do it. It defies physics. I know. How's it stay? I have no idea. I was really hoping to get an answer from that. Actually, I have no idea if some maybe a listener can tell us. I've always wondered that, too. Hey, can we try that at the break? We'll just we'll see it. Like if we come back and, and there's a that your that pin is stuck in your hair and it worked. Yeah, I mean we done. can try it. I think maybe I don't know. I I've always I've tried it before in the mirror and it's never <laughs> it ever ended well. It's never ended well. It's like I black poked, magic. I got poked in the eye with a pencil. It was just a complete disaster. <laughs> just a complete disaster. Um, and by the way, bovine. I've got to clear up. Apparently there was a miscommunication. Bovine was not dissing the leopard print. They were saying it voids out. The, the green nails. Ah. So good. I'm glad because leopard print, animal print is coming back in in case anyone was wondering. A millennial Falcon said, if I tell a woman I'm going to take out on a date to just dress comfortably and she shows up looking like the trash can people from Walking <laughs> Dead, that's the litmus test. Jason, do you agree? Yeah, the trash can people, they definitely dressed pretty oddly. So yeah, I'd have to walk out. But I can't, I've never seen like, if we said dress comfortably, I've never had someone dress down so hard that usually it's like when you tell them to dress down they're gonna go one step above casual. i don't i don't dress down does that Ever? surprise you at all Ever? no not at all actually i know I, I i don't i it's really hard for me to dress down no no actually i have seen you come in in sweats yeah and do this. oh yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah because they can't you, you can only they can't see the below right so but, I'll then, do, but i can't do my show but i'm talking about going out when I go out yeah. with with my husband or go out with my friends or whatever, I can't, I can't dress down. So you I want, can't remember the last time I wore jeans. Really? Yeah. Jeans? Mm-hmm. I don't want to wear jeans. I want to wear dresses. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, whoa, whoa, wait, hold on, hold on. So what, what if you go to a country type thing? Like you go to a country concert, you, you won't wear jeans to that? No. Really? Probably not, no. Okay. I could wear, um, I have this very cute suede fringe skirt that's very country-ish. Country Western-ish. I could wear that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Robert said, I have questions about this, Robert. I might walk out on a date wearing capri pants. What's wrong with capri pants? Did I miss the memo that those are, there's something wrong with capri pants? Wait, wait, that's a man that's saying if a woman wore. I might walk out on a date wearing capri pants. Oh, he if he showed up, Jason, are you not? This isn't hard. I don't get if he's saying if he was wearing the capri pants or his date was wearing capri pants. If he got to a date and the date was wearing capri pants, he would walk out. What's wrong with capri pants? Is I don't know. I mean, is is he is is Robert? What's with your jihad against capri pants? I can see a woman not liking a man a showing capri up in capri pants. pants. Right, yeah. right. I, I'm nothing wrong with a woman wearing capri pants. I don't think. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. I'm not even going to repeat what was just in my <laughs> ear right now. Um, yeah, I don't get it. I, I Okay. So very scientific Twitter poll. Is there, should women not wear capri pants? What's going on? Now I, I'm questioning my fashion choices now, Robert. And I don't like it when people make me question my fashion choices because I thought that I was very fashionable. Now I'm thinking there's something I'm missing. You have capri pants? Of course I have capri pants. They're the they're a great in between. Nothing wrong. Nothing it's, wrong with it's one. It's breezy, but you might be cold in shorts. You've got the pants, but not all the way. Plus if it rains and there's a big puddle, you're good. Exactly. It's the best <laughs> of both worlds. I don't understand. I'm questioning all my life choices. <laughs> 
Oh, man. All right. What, what, what else do we have to come? Jason. Yeah. Ooh, we're going to talk about transgenders in sports. Oh, my gosh. Transgenders in sports. I can't. Okay. So I want to know. I want your very best, very best reaction, Jason. So give me your surprise reaction. Okay. A transgender woman, and I know sometimes we have to uh, define this um, because... Yeah, I'm always confused. What I does know, that actually mean? I know. So, a, a biological male okay. who is identifying as a woman... Got it. ...won an NCAA national championship over the weekend for the women's 400-meter hurdles. Oh, my gosh. you got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. You're not. This su- is a- Wait, no, I'm you're not, not surprised. No. What? Why are you not surprised? That's great. That's progress. Is it? Oh, yeah. Isn't it? Uh, so uh, the patriarchy slamming it to the women again? Oh, is- yeah. That's progress. <laughs> that is progress. Dishing it to the women again. Mm-hmm. We win. Uh, NCAA? NCAA National Championship. Wait, so that's NCAA standard now? Apparently. 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 Oh, and, um, you know, this is lovely that uh, a statement statement by her coach today was a microcosm of her entire season. She was not going to let anything slow her down. I've never met anybody as strong as her mentally in my entire life. That is. mm, That's beautiful. This this is absolutely insane. I'm tell you what, man, this is the this is getting so. Oh, here. Hold on. Hold on. Can I tell you what? I just read the policy. Can I give it to you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Their policy is that male athletes who identify as transgender can compete on women's teams if they suppress their testosterone levels for a full calendar year. Okay. So but so they just have to suppress their testosterone levels and for the, 12 months. And that's what this dude did, apparently? Did like testosterone? So they test to make sure that it's at a lower level? I don't know if they test. I would assume they would have to. I, I would mean, assume. I mean, they have, and they also test for performance enhancing drugs and all that stuff. So I assume that that's worked into that, I guess. I don't, but I don't care that, that that's, even if you do that, that's not making up for this person's entire life of training. And you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. all of his muscles and ability exactly. doesn't go away for that 12 months of right, suppressing exactly. testosterone. Because scientifically men are stronger mm-hmm. than women. Yeah. You're not you're not going to somehow uh, void that by having them suppress their testosterone levels. So I just have to wonder at what point women are finally going to stand up and say, we're done with these intersectionality wars. Um, This is not you guys are not only not letting us get credit for things that we are doing. You're actually putting us in more danger. I mean, this type of progressivism is leaving women in danger. I mean, their 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 safety (laughs) is actually that's concerning now. I mean, we had the MMA fighter. I was just looking up that story. Yeah. The the MMA fighter. Kill a woman. Fallon Fox. Beat her uh, female opponent, Tamika Brantz, so severely she suffered a broken skull. He broke her skull. In the name of progress. 
I'm that that's when I was saying that it's going to get dangerous. That this is so legitimized. This is track and field. So this is already a slam in the face to all the women that trained so hard. Think about how long that they trained and now none of them, none of them. There is a biological male that is now the champion. It's so ridiculous. I remember there was used to be this Rodney Dangerfield movie called Ladybugs. Where you yes, had, remember that I little loved boy? loved that movie. I know, right? Yeah. But today, I'm sure that would probably, they'd make this into some kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, like making fun of, you know, trans athletes and, and sports or something like that. Probably never be able to get away with that movie Unbelievable. today. Unbelievable. Women but. who are in sports, you got to stand up, stand up and tell them this is not okay. Boxers, this, there's going to be a serious injury in boxing, collegiate boxing, uh, professional boxing. Here he goes. He's going to keep talking. He's going to keep on, keep on going. Uh, uh, how many more seconds do I have? <laughs> nope, not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not Steve Dace. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. But I did also go to public school if that counts for anything. Um, but that was back when public school was good. It, was, it ain't good anymore. Uh, I'm Sarah Gonzalez here with Jason Buttrell. A lot more to get into. Um, but first, I want to talk about buying or selling a home. I mean, no pressure or anything, but it's only like the biggest investment you have probably are ever going to make in your life until you're super rich, you know, like Bernie Sanders or someone. Um, but you have to make sure that you are using the right real estate agent. And I got to tell you, the way to do that is not to go to your sister's brother's cousin's dog sitter's nephew who says that they do real estate part time or um, Jason's handyman who right. fixed his toilet and also was like, hey, by the way, I'm also a real estate agent. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly how he sounded. Yeah. Uh, you don't, I mean, I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but there's a better way to pick your real estate agent. Uh, Glenn, Glenn Beck started realestateagentsitrust.com. He, you know, he's in radio. So he's the one who's, he's moving all the time. He's relocating from one state to another. And he realized very quickly that a lot of real estate agents out there, they don't know what they're doing. Um, so he figured out what the top real estate agents all have in common. They're all doing the same thing. They all have these same practices that they're doing. And he, he now vetted all of these real estate agents all across the country um, who work with realestateagentsitrust.com. He's vetted them to make sure they are the experts. They are the top real estate agents. They do this full time. They don't just dabble in it. They are going to be the ones to get you the best deal and also get your family where you need to be. So let them be the experts. You can trust them. That's why it's called realestateagentsitrust.com. If you are looking to buy or sell, you can go there now. Um, so Jason, there I saw this Alyssa Milano tweet that my my husband sent me over the weekend and I, you know, he he loves torturing me over the weekend with things that I would talk about at work. Is she is she still improving the world with doing her sex track? Oh, oh man, <laughs> she is. She is. She really is. Um. So, but he, he and and I want to take a phone call and then I'll get back to this. But it is it's really funny because he will show me this stuff over the weekend. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about work. Why are you showing me this? Stop looking at politics over the weekend. We're supposed to be relaxing. We're supposed to be relaxing. And he's showing me all of these. 
Um, but so <laughs> I want to get into into that in a second because she she has a it was an interesting take on something that happened over the weekend. Um, but first, I want to go to Michael on the phone who wants to talk about uh, our question of the day, which is uh, what would you you could show up to a date? What would you just walk out on the date if they were if this person was wearing a particular article of clothing? Michael, what do you have? All right, so the deal breaker here for me is going to have to be either one Uggs or two Crocs. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on, Michael. I have questions. <laughs> All right. So, how can you compare Crocs to Uggs? Because Crocs, I I'm on board with you. I'm fully on board with you that Crocs are horrible. But you don't think Uggs can be fashionable in any in any sense? It could be fashionable, for example, if it's like a winter date, maybe up north. I, I live in Florida. Let's be real. It's 24-7 <laughs> sunshine down here. And girls in high school and even college, to a lesser extent, will wear these things. And we all know the UGG was short for ugly. They come from Australia. <laughs> Do I really want to trust Australians for a fashion statement? <laughs> okay, that's a fair point. That's a fair point, Michael. Uh, th- thank you so much for your call, Thanks, Michael. Mike. So <laughs> that is a really funny thing because that there is some sort of weird i think controversy with some there's guys either love the uggs or they hate the uggs i love uggs and michael i get it uh i get it michael if you're still listening i get it that uggs with fur on them in sunshine with shorts doesn't really make a lot of sense it's, i get that it's like why are you wearing fur boots it's 80 degrees here in florida and crocs and uggs have something in common like they're basically just you wear them when you want to be really comfortable right like that's the ultimate like comfort footwear yeah, yes uggs so it are shows, very comfortable but i personally think they're really cute i love wearing uggs with leggings in the winter but you wouldn't wear them on a date though um because you won't wear leggings that's You'll true. Only wear a well, dress. no, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I should amend my previous statement. If it is winter and I have a very cute tunic, do you know what a tunic is? Um, I don't think I do. It's like a longer blouse oh, okay. that I would oh. want to wear leggings with. I might wear Uggs. Maybe. I wouldn't totally discount that idea, but I'd probably wear a nicer pair of boots anyway. I get where Mike, I get, I, I'm picking up where Mike's sitting down. He's Crocs basically saying, oh, absolutely not. Crocs, you, they walk in with Crocs. You do like that Twitter meme of the guy that's whistling, walking in the door and then turns around and immediately walks out the door. That's what you do if they're wearing Crocs. If someone's wearing Crocs in this day and age, I'm, I'm almost expecting them to also be wearing the fanny pack. They yes. Those kind of go hand Which in hand. Which is, of course, my deal breaker. One of your deal breakers. Yes. Fanny pack. Mm-mm. Nope. I, apparently, people are trying to bring back the fanny pack, but I won't have it. I will not have it. I will not allow it. We're not bringing the fanny pack back. I think I saw The Rock actually wearing a fanny pack not too long ago. No. Dead serious. I was like, what are you doing, bro? I don't know. Maybe. maybe did you ask him that? What did he say? Yeah, I mean, did, we're, we're, we're obviously you? friends, you know. So, <laughs> um, so let's talk about Alyssa Milano. <sighs> What a garbage individual. Um, but she tweeted, she drew attention to, apparently, I guess, there's a KKK group who uh, started a rally. Um, they were holding a rally in Dayton, Ohio. And they were trying to publicize it, right? Because they want all of their fellow KKK goers to make sure to attend this crazy racist rally. 
There's so, probably a lot of them because there's a lot of them in the United totally. States. Totally. Oh my gosh, we're all racist. Yeah, if you listen to the media, that's like probably what there's probably about 275 million. That's what of the all, entire country. Yeah, that's what all white people did over Memorial Day weekend. It was very convenient. Yeah, it was very conveniently timed. We had the weekend with the extra day, so we were able to make it. Have your picnic with the burgers mm-hmm. and every cookout, and then go to the rally. The airlines gave free deals to uh, you know because they're run by white people too, so they gave all of these free deals yeah. um, to make it to Dayton, Ohio, so that all of us white people could participate. Free gas and everything mm-hmm. to drive over there. Mm-hmm. I heard the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Uh, so Alyssa Milano tweeted out about this event and was just said, you know, I can't believe that this is my country, that this is what's happening here. You know, we're just so racist. And as it turns out, uh, there were nine nine people. That, is that, can, can you call it nine people a rally? At <laughs> I think that that's point? more of just like a get together. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's more like a couple dudes left the clubhouse yeah. or the yeah. mom's basement. Yeah, it's just it's just some friends getting together on a on a Saturday. How many counter protesters were there? Does it hundreds, say? hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of counter protesters. Nine people showed up. Oh my gosh. Yes. So ridiculous. People say they want to get rid of the organizations like the KKK, the alt-right and all that stuff. Literally just breathe in their direction because that's about how many there are. It's a, such a small, uh, minute very, number. Very, very tiny number. And, you know, they're uh, like Alyssa Milano, people are trying to use this as an example of, you know, some statement that racism is alive and well here in America. I'm pretty sure that's a huge indication that it's not. Yeah, that's the biggest indication that you could get that. No. Hey, guess what? America isn't as racist as you say we are because you're going to promote this huge rally. You're going to have someone like Alyssa Milano. You know, I mean, I don't want to give her too much credit, but she is maybe a D-lister, maybe a D-lister. Yeah, maybe you've got a, a pseudo celeb. You've got a washed up celebrity who tweets it out. Who That's going to garner even more attention for your rally. And you still only have nine people show up. And way more counter protesters. Pretty sure that's an indication that America is not. It's, we don't have the racism problem that you people are saying we do. Yeah, well, there is racism, but it's on the left. Right. You know, you, you can't do this uh, unless you're this uh, race or you can't do this because you're this gender. Mm-hmm. The bigots and the and the racists are all on the left right now. Well, I mean, you can't you can't really be white and be president anymore, can you? Uh, well, not according to one guy that's like tearing up the polls right now, Eric Swalwell. Oh my gosh. I mean, he's just like, he's easily got Biden by what? 20 points or something like that. (laughs) Um, what's funny is, yeah, uh, Eric Swalwell, uh, who's running the campaign and really his only issue is gun control. Yes. And if you want to know, wait, hold on. Can we clear up that he is polling at actually 0%? Shows you how, how popular gun control is in the country as well. You've got, you would think that like if that's your one issue, I love it. your only issue, then you'd get so many people. Like, because we're 350 million people, right? So yeah. you would think that you'd get a, 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 it's still a small minority, but you get enough so you could at least pull 1% or 0.5%. Uh, no, 0%. Zero. I love it. So good. But going off of how, you know, racism and bigotry on the left, that they don't, they don't see that they're racist or bigots, but... Vice News, who that man, Sarah, that is in a whole nother rant. Vice News. News. <laughs> That's yeah, right. funny that they have Vice and News in the same statement. You know, a uh, no. small butchel tangent, but I used oh, to boy. love Vice when they first started. 
Like they covered some stuff that I didn't agree with, obviously, but like their style was just mm-hmm. so like different. You know, mm-hmm. was that yeah. like camcorder yeah. out yeah, yeah, yeah. in the protest I thing? Yep, I agree with that. But then they switch and now all they talk about is, I don't know, like, I don't know, I, like identity politics type stuff, uh, like social justice stuff. That's all, literally all they talk about right now. Well, that's what we have plaguing the nation, Jason. We don't have any sort of issues. There's no, you know, immigration issues. There's no uh, border issues that need to be solved. There's no, you know, health insurance uh, issues that need to be solved. It's, right. It's just the, it's just the social justice. Right. So with all those issues you just brought up, all those things that we really need to like tackle right mm-hmm. now, wouldn't you, someone that's running for president, wouldn't that be your first question? Uh, no. My mm. first question would be, are you going to impeach Trump? Shaw. Well, okay. Minus that question, or maybe they did. Let's see what their first question is. Uh, Do we have that video? Let's play it. Why should another white guy be president? Mm. A white guy who Mm -hmm. doesn't see other identities or understand other experiences should not be president. Oh, good. I do. Uh, You know where there would be gaps in my knowledge or my experience. I will pass the mic. People, oh yeah, uh, you know who do have Someone that experience. That I've, I've also so white. pledged we'll that I would mind. ask a woman to serve uh, as vice. Oh, oh good. yeah, check off all of those different Great. boxes. Yes. Oh man, mm, thank you, Eric. But could would would just a woman be okay? Because why should a white woman, another white woman, you know what I mean? I don't want a white woman. Like you, I don't want a white woman. That's just not intersectional enough, no. right? No, and if I mean, if you are born white, you're inherently evil. Why would I want a white woman? I have to have a POC. What a complete moron! Like anytime these people have like an opportunity to at least sound sane, they go in the complete opposite direction to the loony bin. Well, like 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 the perfect response would be. You know, it, it, he because he can't run away from that. I, I don't know how rich he is. I mean, he's in California. He's, I don't know, he's in government and he's a he's, liberal. He's probably yeah, he's a millionaire. Rich. <laughs> he's got to be. Um, but wouldn't the perfect response would be like, look, you know, I, your race or your gender does not mean tell you how qualified you are mm-hmm. across the board. You know, you instantly like you completely legitimize the civil rights movement at that moment. You're agreeing with Martin Luther King in that specific moment right there. You're on their side. Why would you legitimize this stance that, oh, yeah, like he basically legitimized it. He basically said, well, yeah, I I agree. You know, like I am white and I am a man. So uh, I'll have to have some other people in there to to point me in the right direction. I love that he says that. Well, well. A white guy who doesn't see other identities or understand other experiences should not be president, but I do. What the hell does that mean? (laughs) You understand other people's experiences? No, you don't. Like, I mean, you just don't. You can't. I mean, and, and again... You'd, who doesn't see other identities? What person was he alluding to Trump? Trump doesn't see other people's identities? I mean, it, it's unreal to me that these people can get away with saying things like that. Trump says, I have black friends. And they're like, oh, he's racist. <laughs> he just said he has black friends. He's racist. And by the way, he was asked the question about, you know, black people. And he's answering. He says he has black friends and he's racist. But Eric Swalwell can go out and say all of these things. And it's totally fine. It's totally fine when the left makes these comments. Remember when Hillary Clinton said, um, what did she say not too long ago that was actually super racist at a conference? Um, And it was something like they all sound the same. 
Remember? Yeah, I don't remember the exact quote, but yeah. It was about Eric Holder and someone else, and they had gotten the two mixed up, and she was just like, oh yeah, they, you know, they all look the same, or they all sound the same, and everyone laughed. I was like, oh my gosh, could you imagine? Could you imagine if President Trump ever said that just as a joke? Oh, they'd be asking for him to resign, straight up. It's unbelievable to me that the types of things that these people can get away with because they have a D in front of their names. What, what, the, Racism would be cured in America if it wasn't for the left. What's What's amazing to me is they, they're calling out bigotry and racism, but their platform is bigotry and racism. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like they're they're trying to say it doesn't. What your your um your qualifications don't qualify for you for the job. They're trying to say that your race qualifies you for the job or your gender qualifies you for the job. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. Just because someone has a different pigmentation of their skin does not mean that they can't do hold office or do whatever. Or it's how based about, off of their qualifications. Well, and how about um, already saying, oh, I'm going to ask a woman to serve as vice president is actually very offensive. Like, okay, so just because they're a woman and they have a vagina means that they're qualified to serve as vice president? I mean, that's a very serious thing. It's a very serious job that you need to have qualifications for. And his only qualification is must-have vagina? <laughs> that's I'd a little say, terrifying. I, I am I am going to love it when Nikki Haley uh, becomes the first female president because girl is crazy qualified. Oh, absolutely. She is freaking awesome. Absolutely. But when it's someone on the right... That gets it. I am going to love it. I yep. cannot wait. I know. I know. I'm totally voting for her after, what is that, 2024? Totally yeah. voting for her. Uh, all right. I have one more thing that I want to, Jason doesn't know about it, but I want to do before before our time here as the fill-ins, hashtag the fill-ins, is over. But um, I want to talk to you first about a product called Ridiazone. Ridiazone has, uh, it's helped me tremendously with maintaining my weight loss. I lost a bunch of weight a long time ago. And, um, but it's, it's really hard, especially when you're dieting and you're always, you feel like you're always hungry and you know, it takes a long time for your stomach to tell your brain, hello, I'm full. Stop feeding me. Eh, eh. We're, we're at the cutoff point here. Um, so Riduzone has OEA. OEA is a natural metabolite that we produce in our bodies, but we don't produce enough of it. It's also present in olive oil. It helps boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite. Um, so the folks at Radiozone have developed this, put it into a capsule. So you have these two options. You can either chug olive oil, um, like a bunch of liters of olive oil. Mm, that sounds delicious. Or you can take Radiozone before your meals. Um, so if you are, you've hit this weight loss plateau and you just feel like nothing seems to work. We've got beach time coming up. We've got pool time coming up. Now is the time you can go to Radiozone.com. That is dot. Com. Use promo code Steve and you will get 30% off of a three-month supply. It's already May. That'll get you right into summer. You're going to be looking good by the pool. That is ridiazone.com. So, oh, crud. We forgot to do your bun trick. Oh, yeah. We didn't do it. Ugh, we're going to have to tweet out a picture we'll or something. Do it on like social media. Oh, <laughs> tweet out a picture of Sarah looking like Cousin It. Um, Jason, so we were talking on Friday uh, about... Um, gross things that coworkers do. We were and, talking a lot on Friday. Then we filled in for like 17,000 shows. Yes. And one of them said um, that my coworker just takes mustard packets and eats them. And Jason was like, oh, that sounds cool. I'm all about that. I would do that. I'd eat relish packets. So it's lunchtime. And I brought you some mustard packets. <laughs> and oh, I just wanted yeah. to go ahead and feed you for lunch. I appreciate you- that. Okay, we'll go ahead and open them and eat well, them. You see, I've been taking Ridgezone, so I'm not that hungry at the moment. Oh, well, no, it's, it's fine. It's perfectly suppressed. This, 
No, this doesn't have any calories. <laughs> Jason? I'll totally do it. I'll do it. You want me to see me do it once? One? Only one? There's no way I can get through all of those. What a wuss. <laughs> what a wuss. I'll totally do it. I can't talk while I'm doing this, though, so I don't know how great radio that is. But. Well, I mean, there's television also, and we can narrate it. It's fine, Jason. Listen, it to, listen to Jason. There we go. Listen to Jason. He's trying to make excuses. Mm. Is this mm. so good? Mm-hmm. He is literally... Oh! oh. <laughs> That's dope. Oh. Control room, you see any problem with that? No problem with that. Everyone's all on board? You're not on board? You, Get out of here. You heard, you heard it here. <laughs> the review from Jason. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I like it a lot. Well, I just figured you you could use lunch. So. I tell you what, if You're you, you, you would have brought some... Uh, some uh, relish packets that almost would have been like eating a hot dog just without the hot thanks dog. for joining us we've enjoyed <laughs> filling in we'll <laughs> Steve's back with you this is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network